Hello, podcast listeners. I'm Jill McCormick. And I'm Robin Wall. And this is Afraid Not, episode 53. We're so glad that you are here today. Thanks for being a listener. And if this is your very first time to hear Afraid Not, welcome. We're so glad. And if you are one of our faithful listeners that's listened to every single episode, we just love you. Thank you for listening and being a supporter of Afraid Not. And we are Absolutely. so excited about Deshay Clausen, our guest today. Oh my Yay. goodness. We love Deshay so much. And I've known Deshay for the eight years of living in Owasso. And my family's lived in Owasso and been at First Baptist Church Owasso. And she is an example of a godly wife and mom and friend, servant of the Lord. She has used her gifts and talents in many ways in the body of Christ and She's just fun to be around, too. She and Casey are about to celebrate their 40th wedding anniversary, and they have four grown-up boys, and they have two beautiful daughters-in-law, and she's just an amazing lady. I hope that you fall in love with her like Jill and I love her. So today, um, Deshae is going to talk about a time of chronic pain and what that was like to go through having had to have jaw surgery, a partial jaw replacement, having a sciatica pain, all at the same time for months and months and how that took her, spiraled her into a pretty dark place. So we're gonna hear about that and, and how God delivered her from, from those thoughts, from that pain. Some of it she's still dealing with today, but a lot of it has been, she's been released from and um, she's learned some lessons through it so listen in hi Deshay thanks so much for joining us and being willing to share your story you're welcome thank you I'm so happy to be here you and Robin always have fun together and I know you personally so I'm looking forward to being in on the fun with you that's right. We're just tickled that you are on the show. We're so thankful. And both Jill and I look up to you so much. And we are so just gr grateful that you are going to be sharing some of the sweet things that the Lord has done for you in your life. And Lord, and we're just asking the Lord to use this conversation that all the people listening will be uplifted by the things that are in store today. So just thanks a lot in advance for being willing to share with us. My pleasure. Well, let's start oh. off just telling us a little about you. Okay, um, I'm Deshay Clawson, and I'm married to Casey Clawson. We'll actually celebrate 40 years of marriage this December, which is a miracle and just awesome that the Lord has allowed that to, to happen. We're going to renew our vows when the kids are here at Christmas time, so we're real excited about that. Um, we, the Lord's giving us, given us four sons and they're all adult and out of the home. So we're empty nesters and we have two precious daughter-in-laws. Um, what else about me? I'm an old retired school teacher. I have a degree in special ed and elementary ed and a minor in early childhood and have gotten to use my teaching throughout my life and here and there and everywhere and in churches and in schools and um, also as a consultant. So that's been fun. So that's a little bit about me. Um, I love to read and travel and cook. I love being at home. I love being out and about with my friends and family, but I love being at home too. And 
um, making a home for my family. And we've gotten into gardening during the pandemic. And Casey and I are farmers. We have vegetables in the backyard we're growing. We're so proud of ourselves. Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> Isn't that fun? We've just really been tickled how we've gotten to grow squash and, and zucchini and, and cucumbers. We, we just think we're all that. But that's just a little bit about me. I'm just a regular gal. So I have no green thumb, so I'm very impressed by that. I, don't, I can't grow anything. Well, we, I love plants, and usually we just have flowers and plants. But over the you know, pandemic, we thought we would plant a little bit. And it's, they've grown. It's so rewarding when you see the fruits of your labor. It's awesome. It's so cool. <laughs> but we love to travel. Casey and I love to travel since our kids, you know, live. We have one son that lives here, Trey, the oldest. And then Nick lives in Fayetteville, Arkansas. And then Wesley and Sarah are in France right now for um, another year. And then Peyton and Samantha live in um, Tennessee right now. So we, we get to travel a lot seeing our kids. What are they doing in France? Wesley is over there getting his PhD in neuroscience. Oh, wow. They have had a wonderful, they're in Marseille, France, which right now they're locked down again, which is unsettling, but they have had a wonderful time going over there. You know, she teaches English and they both are immersed in French and learned how to learned how to speak the language and just met wonderful, interesting people. Casey and I got to go I guess 2018, we got to go for two weeks and just met the most incredible people, different people at the university from all over. You know, there's, we had dinner one night with someone from Yugoslavia, someone from Paris, someone was from where else, Germany. I mean, it was just, and they all speak several languages. It was, it was just incredible to be over that there. That is so cool. Wow. And, you know, you can travel. They've been to Italy and Spain and they get to 12 before the pandemic came. They were traveling a whole lot. So. It's exciting for them. Yeah. I would love to hear the story of how you met Casey. <laughs> My sweet Casey. Um, we met in college. We both went to Louisiana Tech, and I was uh, in a sorority, and my sweet mate was also in the same sorority, and she dated Casey. And we double dated a lot. I dated, <laughs> <laughs> I dated his, one of his closest friends. And we just were great friends. We did a lot together and we always kind of flirted a little bit with one another, but um, he dated Kim. And anyway, he started helping at the sorority. We had, I can't remember what they were called. They were like guys that the girls dated that would do yard work and help and do maintenance around the uh, sorority house. And um, I was his big sister and he was my little brother. And we just, again, just started flirting a little bit. And then there was a time that Neither one of us were dating anyone, and um, we just started dating, and it just stayed together after that. I love it. Do you ever have some, through the years, have you had some laughter with your friends that you doubled with? Just like, well, that was kind of funny how we switched that up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have. It is a little odd thinking back, and we do, I do see his friend. I have seen his friend over the years that I dated, and um Anyway, yeah, it was, it was kind of funny, but we, we've always had a great time together at parties. We both are social, you know, and love people, and so we've just always been great friends, and then it grew into more than that. Mm, that's such a sweet thing, and congratulations on coming up on 40 years of your yeah. birthday. It's such a, an exciting thing to celebrate. 
it is exciting and we're so so thankful for it and we fought, we fought hard through our marriage i tell you what to hang on to four years the kids the kids laugh at us because we've been to the family life conference you know the one that dennis rainey puts on um yes. the family life conference. we've been eight times and so the, the boys are like oh my word mother every every five years do you go and i said no but there have been years we've gone every year and then there's been times that we've you know waited for maybe six or seven years before we go because, you know, you're at a different stage of life and different trials yes. and circumstances. It's just a refreshment to us. Absolutely. Stage brings on different challenges I've already discovered. Yeah. Yes, it certainly does. I can remember the very first time we went to the Family Life Conference, we got to actually hear Dennis Rainey. It was in Little Rock. And um, there was a couple there that had been 12 times. And we were thinking, oh my word, why would you go 12 times? Well, now I know why they've gone 12 times. They had been married 53 years as well. They were an older couple that had been married 53 years and they were still interested in investing in their marriage. I thought it was great. I yeah. love that. Mm -hmm. And we are so, so blessed that we are all three members of the same church, First Baptist Church Owasso. Yes. So I am so glad that you have made such a, wonderful investment through many years of serving the Lord there. So would you give us a little story about how the Lord brought you to First Baptist Owasso and the, the different ways that you've let, um, you know, you've used, used your gifts in different areas in different times and seasons in special ways. And we'd love to hear a little bit about that. Well, um, I think Casey Clawson found our church. He was up here looking for a house we lived in Fort Worth and he was up here talking to the new company that he was going to be with. And it was, it, it was Williams at the time. And he was up here looking for homes for us. And I was coming up in a couple of weeks and he went one night to, to first Baptist and Earl Spicklemeyer uh, grabbed him and talked to him. It was really kind. And um, when he left, he said to Shay, I think we found our church. And I said, well, I'd like to find a house also before we can get there. <laughs> So uh, we came and uh, I think the pastor and some guys came to visit us, I think that Monday. I think we moved in on Friday. No, we moved in on Friday. We needed to go to church on Sunday because the house was not prepared like I had hoped it was going to be finished painting and they were going to do a lot of things to it and didn't happen. And so I was kind of undone. So I said, we're going to go to church Sunday. And we went to church Sunday and then Monday someone came to visit and made us feel very welcome. I think I had to move the laundry off the sofa and boxes out of the chairs for people to sit down because we were not, <laughs> we were not, you know, unpacked and fixed by any sense of the word. But we, we did visit some other churches, but we just felt like that was the, where the Lord was leading us to go to First Baptist Owasso and have been very thankful. We loved the people there and brought, reared our children there. Um, Casey's worked in youth for years. Um, I worked in youth a few years and just loved it. Um, was scared to death at first because I've always worked in preschool. And then my friend Kelly Fulton wanted me to come up with her and work in youth. And I was so scared. But oh, my word, I loved it. I love those girls and the, the refreshment they brought and that newness of understanding God's word and when the light bulb would come on. So we've served in youth and we worked in the college and career for a while, and again, preschool, like I said. Um, now, Casey and I are getting to work with Angie and St. Keith St. Jim in um, the Young Married class, and we have loved that Young Married class. They are the best 
Oh my goodness. They're just seeking after the Lord. They're all engaged in each other's lives. They're encouraging, encouraging to one another, supporting one another, helping one another. There's some Sunday mornings that I can hardly speak because I'm so overcome with emotion watching these young people truly seek the Lord and want to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. But we've loved being in that class. That's awesome. Yeah, they're amazing. Hey, talk a little bit about you and Kelly Fulton's friendship. Cause I, <laughs> when we first started coming to First Baptist Wasso, I would, if, if I thought Deshay, I thought Kelly. And if I thought Kelly, I thought Deshay, because you guys were always together. <laughs> well, she may not appreciate that. I'm a lot older than she is. I used to tell everybody that she was older than me. It made her so mad. I'm like, I'm like six years older than she is. But we have been, we have been friends, I, can't, I think since she first came. I think we were here a few years, a year or two before they came. And her oldest son, Bryce, and my second son, Nick, were really close friends. So that's kind of how we got to know each other a little bit. And um, then she came to Bible study, and we just became fast friends. We hung out at football games together. And then she has a daughter, Brittany, that is also Nick's age. So our kids were just together a lot, you know. And mm-hmm. Brennan and Wesley were um, about the same age. Brennan's a little older, but... Um, I think I'm, I think I think Brennan's older than Wesley. I'm not sure now that I've said that. But anyway, we've just been fast friends. Kenny and Casey like to hunt, and we are just our lives have just meshed together really well. That's so cool. Very and did you lead Bible study together for years? We did for about twelve years. We led ladies Bible study, which was so much fun. We just loved it. I love studying God's Word with other women. That's just the best thing. And that ladies Bible study on Thursday mornings, and I found. We used to have it on Tuesday nights. I don't know when they have it now, but it was just great. All the different ages of women coming together, just just amazing. But I got to know so many people through that. And I'm really, I'm really very blessed to have so many good friends. Kelly's one of them, which I hold dearly, but I have so many good friends. And I think it's from, you know, being involved at the church because we don't have family here in town with us. So mm-hmm. it's been great. Our friends have become like family. Right. Yeah. That's a good thing about, about church. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, let's move into a time of the, the focus of what you were thinking of, that the Lord put on your heart to share tonight. And we would love to hear your story that, that he's given you and just walk us through some of the things that he's, how he's just been so faithful and shown himself to you. Well, he certainly has been very faithful in so many areas. But this one that I was going to talk about tonight was um, through some health concerns and health issues I had. And how God, what God's kind of taught me through pain. Um, I've had, I had TMJ for several years and uh, the last year or two, um, my smile got really crooked, kind of odd, you know, and I knew as I got older, other things in my body would shift and drop and all that, but I didn't know my <laughs> smile would change. <laughs> but my smile was just really odd. And, and so I went to Dr. Lim for my TMJ, I finally decided, because it was very painful, you know, I had done everything I could do with chiropractic and all that. So anyway, I went to Dr. Lim and they found a mass in my jaw about the size of a deflated ping pong ball. And so, um, praise God, it was not malignant or anything. And they went in and removed that mass and I had to have a jaw replacement. And yeah, it was, it was pretty major and pretty intense. And I thought I knew that it would be, but I just didn't realize the severity of it all. But yeah, I have a titanium jaw on my left side and 32 screws in my mouth. 
and in my jaw. That's him. Um, yeah, they they went in and cut above my gums and below my gums and on the left side of my neck and by my ear. I had a fabulous surgeon um, in Oklahoma City. Sorry, a fabulous surgeon, but. Um, my face was really swollen and very bruised after the surgery and um, very, very sore from all the places they had cut. And I couldn't talk for 10 days. Um, I used a dry erase board, which probably was a very good discipline for me to have to stop and listen to other people and not just talk the whole time. But for 10 days, I, I couldn't open my mouth. And for me, it was very slow progress and no food or anything for two weeks, just... Um, liquids and I had to have soft food for five months. Um, I had tape across my upper lip and I'm still not quite sure why they left that on me, but they left that on there several days and I had some kind of allergic reaction. So I had this mm. mustache of blisters and sores. It was, it was just very, very painful and, and uh, kind of the nerves from the surgery and the tape, the nerve endings are still very sensitive to me, but there was just a lot of pain. And of course I took pain meds and all that for a while. And just the fatigue from taking those medicines and the surgery was, was just more than, than I realized. And I can still remember brushing my teeth or trying to brush my teeth and tears coming down because it hurts so bad to, to move my gums and to move, I mean, to move my lips and just to touch my, my gums was so sore, so sensitive. And I can remember being kind of in a brain fog for, for like a month and I couldn't really read. I just kind of halfway watched TV and, you know, you, when you have surgery, you sleep a couple hours and then you awake a couple hours, a lot of sleepless nights. And this, this went on for several months. Um, it wasn't just the nine weeks that he said, it was going to be because um, he said after nine weeks, you'll probably be able to make it through the day without a nap and you'll be able to, you know, do things for yourself and all that. But really, it will be nine months before you feel, you know, completely okay. And, you know, in my mind, I was prideful and I just thought, oh, I'll be fine in six weeks. You know, I've had <laughs> uh, hysterectomy and, and I've had C-sections. I'll be fine. I just didn't think it would take so long, you know, and mm -hmm. again, like I said, the doctor was, the surgeon was great. He told me exactly um, what would happen and it happened exactly what he said would do, what would happen. He, every week he'd say, this will happen here and this will progress here and all that. And he was, he was so on, on task and looking back now, he, he really gave me confidence and, and helped me by charting all that for me. But Again, my pride thought I should be up and around a lot sooner, but um, he also told me to take pictures of my face every couple of days to see the progress because it was such a slow progress. And, you know, anytime there's a, a wound or an injury, swelling comes and goes at different stages and you know how bruises do. So I can remember that third week passing the bathroom mirror and looking at my face and thinking, what have I done? You know, of course, I had to have it done because it wasn't just from the pain. I had that mass in there. So they had to go out and make sure that take that out, make sure it wasn't cancerous, which I'm thankful they could do. But I remember looking at my face and thinking, oh, my, I don't even look like myself. But the pain, again, and not so much my jaw, but my mouth from the nerve endings and my gums 
mm-hmm. um, and really the side of my head a little bit were so were so painful. And you know, I guess I just didn't realize that pain keeps you so focused on yourself, you know, so self-absorbed and it just kind of distorts your thinking. So, you know, again, after that second and third month that I thought I'd be all better, you know, I still was not sleeping well and, and those sleepless nights is very fatiguing. And I had a lot of pain with my mouth, like I said, but I also had sciatica pain um, that had bothered me before in the past, but seems like since the surgery, it just intensified. So that kind of compounded my mouth and head hurting and then my hip hurting. And um, now is sciatica meaning that you're, you're feeling pain down your leg? What is the sciatica? The sciatica is a pain in your uh, hip and goes down your leg. Mm-hmm. So and it, that, and, I bet that surprised you. I bet you were thinking, why in the world is my leg hurting on top of everything else? Yeah, it was, yeah how are those connected? <laughs> they are not. I had, <laughs> I had fallen on rollerblades years ago and hurt my tailbone, I think, which oh. I've had sciatica trouble before, you know, and, um, but it had gone away. I had done a little therapy and it had gone away and I'm kind of maintaining it with yoga. And so I really haven't had a flare up, but I had had a little flare up right before surgery and, you know, was mindful of it. But it seemed like, you know, when I was laying around with after surgery recovering, I couldn't, couldn't do yoga because I couldn't bend over for three months because they had, you know, gone up in there by my sinuses and worked. And so he said, no bending over for three months, no lifting anything, no, no bike riding, no exercising, no, no, nothing really. Literally, um, you couldn't even bend over to put on your shoes for no, three, no. three months. Yeah, it was, it was very, very painful because he said, when you mess up your, they work so closely to my sinuses up there above my, in my gums, above my teeth. Um, that's kind of gross, isn't it? But anyway, when they worked up in there, um, he said, you know, you have to be very careful because any disturbance of that can, can really go wrong for you, can really be bad for your sinuses, yeah. for vertigo, for all those kind of things. And um, so anyway, it was just constant. It, I can't <laughs> tell you how fatigued I was, how constant that pain was. Even in the bed at night, I would just pray, Lord, just let it not hurt for just a minute, you know, my leg. So if I stood, it hurt. If I walked, it, I, it hurt. If I laid down, it hurt. It just, the constant pain was something I had never experienced. I'll say that. And there was probably a time in the, probably the third and fourth month where just this little whisper came to me and said, you know, if you just took some of those pills, those painkillers that you didn't finish, if you just took those, Mm it'd be so easy. And then you could just fall back in the arms of Jesus and the pain would be gone. Mm. And I remember being surprised by that thinking, you know, I knew it was unhealthy thinking. Um, I didn't like it. I mean, that's not really like me. I'm usually a happy person. I have a good life. And I knew that was wrong for me because I really believe that my life is Christ. He's my savior. He's the boss of my life. And I, I knew that was unhealthy thinking. Um, so I, I kind of dismissed it and, you know, would go on. And then a couple of days later, it would just keep coming back to me. Just those words, just take those pills and fall back in the arms of Jesus and there'd be no more pain. And so even though I was a little frightened by those reoccurring thoughts, I kind of started considering it. And um, that frightened me even more. But it was like, it was like it was a battle, you know, 
Um, I'd feel really strong one hour, trusting the Lord, going to be okay, I'm going to endure. And then the next few hours, you know, I was faltering and crumbling because of the constant pain and the constant fatigue. Mm-hmm. I could never feel rested or, you know, not tired. It was just... It was, it was just really, really hard. And so I can remember praying and, and recalling scripture because, again, my mind was so foggy still. And I don't know if it's from the drugs, but I had quit taking the drugs after about two weeks and just, you know, taking things like Tylenol and Advil and stuff like that. But I couldn't really read a lot. So I listened to um, my Bible on the Bible app and um, I just kept thinking, I can't, I can't do that, Lord. I can't take my life. But yet I couldn't continue on in this extreme pain either. And I kept thinking way ahead and and wondering how am I going to do life with all this pain and, and fear really, really overcame me. And I was, I was being deceived is what it was. It was a deception and a temptation to find a way out of all that pain. You know, it um, looked really easy. Just take pills and fall back in the arms of Jesus. That sounds great, doesn't it? Who, who doesn't want to be in the arms of Jesus? But the, mm-hmm. enemy, the enemy was really deceiving me. And it was a temptation that was not good, but it looked good. Looked like it was the answer to my, to my pain. And the, isn't that how the enemy works? Yeah. So tricky, so tricky. And, um, and I, I guess it was the enemy. I don't even know if it was the enemy or it was just my pride trying to figure out a situation, you know, try to figure out the answer to the situation, try to fix that pain. But pain, again, confuses our thinking and causes anxiety. And it, it's so wearing on you. It just makes you weary. Just, just, I remember being so, so weary. And I didn't want to be a burden for Casey. And, but I knew I couldn't, couldn't do that. I was, um, I was grumpy. I was complaining. <laughs> like I, said, I didn't have any energy. My leg hurt all the time in my hip, whether I walked or stood or laid down. And, and anyway, I, it's a temptation I thought I would never face. And again, that's probably a prideful comment, but um, I'm generally a happy person. And I really never thought I would have to face that temptation of wanting to take my life. But I had taken my eyes off of Jesus and allowed my circumstances to rule my mind is what I was doing. And um, finally I told Casey and of course he was shocked and probably a little disappointed in me because I should know better. But uh, again, pain confuses your thinking. Have you heard me say the word pain and fatigue? (laughs) 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 Probably too much. I mean, just, I mean, to just to realize that was so daunting and so dark and so heavy. And it was, Oh, just, it really was a dark time and so weary and, and so painful, but we began to pray together more often. And I began to read my Bible more, especially in Psalms and listen to the Bible app. I just kept that going all the time in my room, whether I was napping or, uh, or awake, just all the time hearing God's word, because you know, it never returns void. So I was trying to recall all of God's truths when I was reading, so it would help me flush out all those negative and wrong thinking, you know, um, and I love Psalms. I think that helps me, reminds me who God is and who I am under him, and he is over all our circumstances, so it really helped my foggy mind to go over and over again who God was and how he loved me, and, um, but you know, even though um, through all that pain and fatigue and 
confused thinking. I always felt God's presence. It was, it was, I hate to say an odd thing, but it always his presence, even through all that to me was negative, the sleepless nights, the fear, the fatigue. I always felt his presence and like a blanket of love. I don't even know how to describe it, but I didn't feel worthy of it because I really wasn't doing anything for him, serving him in any way. And I certainly wasn't being very honoring. I didn't feel like with those unhealthy thoughts that I was having. So it, it was just, it really made me realize how much he loved me, no matter what I could do or what I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. He, just, he just really loved me. So several, several weeks, you know, in case he, bless his heart, I think he was fearful to leave me some days, but some days were better than others, you know, just like anything. And had so many dear friends um, tending to me and checking on me and all that. But I just kept God's word going over and over. And it wasn't like, you know, I memorized 47 scriptures or anything. Sometimes it was just, you know, God will never leave me or forsake me. You know, it was just verses after verses over my head, I would say, and, and declare those verses. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can remember finally surrendering to him and asking him to help me to learn to live with the pain. And help me to find ways that I'd still be able to tend to Casey and my family and, and live and still honor God. Because I really I couldn't go to church because it hurt so much. I couldn't greet at the church. That's something Casey and I like to do. And I, it just hurt to stand because of my sciatica. And then my mouth would burn. And anyway, I just, I finally surrendered and made that choice. I thought, Lord, I'm going to trust you even though, even though I'm going to have to learn a new normal even though you're allowing this pain to continue on, even though. Hmm. And I I remember thinking about different people in our church, um, mostly that I knew that lived with pain and whether it was physical pain or emotional pain or heartbreak or whatever. And I thought, you know, so-and-so is carrying on and they're honoring you Lord and you're helping them. I'm going to be able to, you're going to help me too. And I'll, I'll be able to do this. So I remember uh, praying about that. And I, I really did have to learn how to rest more and um, not do as much. And, and this sounds kind of hokey, but live one day at a time. I mean, that sounds so churchy, I know, but you know, just because I have a good day on Tuesday doesn't mean I'm going to have a great day on Wednesday or vice versa. So just one day at a time, trusting him and thanking him for that day. And then the next day, you know, getting up and trying again, but probably after about I don't know, in the spring, probably about seven months after the surgery, the fog and the fatigue kind of lessened and the pain lessened and and started going away. And uh, I had done a little bit of therapy in February for my sciatica. And I do think that helped me. And I want to credit Lindsay for that. But the, the way the pain went away, it wasn't like a gradual it lessened a little bit, but then all of a sudden it was gone. It was, I really feel like even though therapy, I know, right. God took that pain away from me. I really truly believe he did because, you know, on Tuesday it hurt and Wednesday it was a little less and Thursday it was gone. Wow. It was to me, it was a miracle. He just lifted that pain for me. And I, I can look back and, and see how his hand was upon me. You know, we can always look back after you, acted like a baby and a brat and whined and complained. We can see that God was with us and our, his hand was on us, but he taught me so much through that pain and through the 
enduring and through my persevering and um, that only he allowed me to persevere and held me up and, and, and through the surrender, surrendering of the, even though Lord, even though you're allowing mm -hmm. it, you know, I had to make that decision, that mind decision, not, not just a feeling that I'm going to feel today, you know, that I'm going to trust God. It was really a very intentional decision to, to choose to trust him and not take my life with those pills. Um, Mm, so how many months so how many months was that total that you were in all that pain um well my mouth is burning right now my lips are on fire right now this thinks it's a nerve ending so it was really seven months of of hard pain mm -hmm. and then in april and the surgery was in september and then i think april it started all the sciatica started going away went away and then my pain was better and i was able to eat a little bit more food without the pain and my, my gums are still numb today and my lips mm -hmm. still have nerve endings. I say it's like the nerves are trying to wake up or something. So a lot of times my lips feel like they're burning, you know, um, mouth pain is the worst because it's right there in your face. Yeah, I know. I used to get canker sores a lot when I was, when I was stressed out and I was, it's, it's the worst. I hated it so much. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's not fun. It's not. I feel like my lips are just dry all the time. But you know, Jill, for me, it was deciding to trust God in the even though, even if you don't relieve the pain, even if you don't fix it, even if you know you allow it, it was like a layer of foundational surrender again. You know how when you surrender your life to Christ the first time and other, there's been other situations where I've surrendered to Christ and it was just like a layer layers of foundational confidence in God, I guess. I don't know if that makes sense. Or yeah. Not. Mm -hmm. But anyway, some of the things that I did want to share with you all about um, the things God taught me was, of course, pain does make people crazy. It makes them self-focused and, and not thinking of other, but just how marvelous and fearfully made we are. Our, the human body is amazing, how it heals itself and recovers and he also uh, taught me about the importance of rest, which, you know, in America, we don't really value that a whole lot. Um, we think we lose ground if we rest. Right. He, um, that to me taking pictures of myself reminded me, uh, you know, he told me to take pictures of myself to see the progress. It reminded me of Psalm 77, where it talks about, remember the deeds of the Lord, remember the miracles of long ago, to look back and see where God has worked in your life. And mm -hmm. You know, I, I think now, how could I even have those thoughts of taking those pills? But I, because he helped me when I was in my 20s. He helped me when I was in my 30s and 40s. And why wouldn't he help me now in my 60s? But he just, to look back and remember the deeds of the Lord is what, was one another thing he taught me. And how important I think it is to be in a church and to be active in a church body. You know, just like we talked about all the different people that came to see me or would text me and, and to see their, their gifts and talents being put to use in ministering to me. The Lord really showed me how some, you know, have the gift of mercy and they were here to listen and comfort me. And then some have the gift of serving and they're bringing soups and all and others with the gift of encouragement by, you know, sending little, little gifts or texting me to encourage me. It was just it was really sweet to see how the body of Christ comes together to help someone. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, how important memorizing scripture is. Um, 
because sometimes you can't read it for yourself. So you've got to know it in your heart. Um, and I think too, he taught me that just like following my surgeon's instructions for my correct healing, you know, you should follow God's instructions and God's concepts for your abundant life. I mean, he just always, every time I learned something in the physical part of my recovery, the Lord would show me how it affects with my spiritual part. And um, so true. That's so good. The, this, the physical instructions that led you back <clears throat> to healing. Yeah. It's a great parallel with how we have instructions from our surgeon. We do. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we have instructions mm -hmm. from the Lord with how to heal. Yeah, how to heal and how, how, how to have an abundant life. He was, he was great with teaching me those kind, of, um, those kind of truths. And just also how fatigue and recovery takes time. And whether it's a physical or emotional, to give ourselves grace and to just give ourselves time and rest, how important that is and not to rush it. You know, we, we just live in an immediate kind of society and I love efficiency. I love things to get fast done and get it done and get it on, go on down the road, but just to um, take that time and to give yourself some grace and some rest for some other things. And, you know, just even now, my, like I said, my gums are still numb and my lips kind of burn. And I do have a little vertigo that's come comes and goes because of this, but um, I think with rest and just continuing to trust the Lord, he's just going to give me, one day at a time. And I'm, I'm really grateful for that. I know that may not make any sense, but I think I've taken life for granted, my health for granted, different activities for granted. And now I'm just so thankful when I can put my head on the pillow at night and say, Lord, this is, I got to go do this with this friend, or I got to go to the store, or I did this, all the different things I got to do. I got to spend time in the yard you know, and I wasn't dizzy or it didn't hurt or whatever. It just has made me more grateful, more appreciative. So even though I did not lo love the pain or the fatigue, I am, I do love the things that the Lord has taught me and the intimacy and the fact that he loved me just when I was laying there being miserable and grumbling. He, he still loved me. It was amazing. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we, for people that have chronic pain all the time, I think it's hard for us because you're right. If after you have a surgery or whatever, and you're in pain, it like consumes every part of you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and with all the, any other sicknesses I've ever had or surgeries, you know, there was a time frame, and it was a short one, and you could, you know, right. weeks. Okay, I'm out of here. I'm good. But it just kept continuing on and on and on. And even though the surgeon said, well, you're, you're right on task. It's just going to take time. I wanted it to be, you know, my pride. I wanted it to be shorter. I wanted to get up and go and do. And the Lord just needed me to rest in him more. I'm sure there are people listening right now that are in the midst of a similar time of feeling like they're, in this valley of not healing from whatever it is they're going through. And all of these things, I just was writing down, taking notes to say everything you said. I'm just, <laughs> these are such great lessons for us. And in and, and the good times too, because when we are in the sunshine, that's a really good time for us to put our roots down and grow. But 
oh my goodness, these wonderful truths that God has taught you about being, that we are fearfully, wonderfully made and the importance of rest and the importance of memorizing scripture and on and on, all these notes. These are good things. So there may be um, listeners who just are taking notes like me who are finding some great helps in the darkness that they're walking through right now. So we just want to offer these these helpful things to say, God is with you. God is with you and he will bring you through. He will bring you through this dark time. So he is a good and faithful God. That's for sure. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. You're welcome. You're welcome. It was my pleasure to get to be with you girls. We loved having you. And I, I know that you have through the years you have been, you know, read so many great books and done so many wonderful Bible studies. Um, are there any resources that you think, I just really feel impressed to share this, that, you know, everyone, this is a great book or <clears throat> a great podcast to listen to or a worship song or something that, or a certain scripture that's been a, a life verse for you, something that you want to pass along to us? Um, sure. Um, I do listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to the Frayed Knot. They're, they're fabulous. <laughs> oh, I hear that's a good one. <laughs> that is a good one. Good girls on there. The Messy Table with Jen Jewell is, is great. Um, Proverbs 31 Ministry has a, has a podcast that I love with Lisa Turkhurst. And I've been listening lately to um, Allie Worthington. She's new for me, and I've really enjoyed her. Um, I think any books by Lisa Turkhurst and Priscilla Shire are fabulous. I just think they are practical, hit the nail on the head every time and really give you um, practical spiritual truths to live by. Mm -hmm. There's a journal that a friend gave me. Um, I think it's well-watered women journal and uh, it's for Bible journaling. And it's, I think it's called just give me Jesus or maybe just give me Jesus. And it's by well-watered women. I have loved that if anyone's looking for a journal or a gift for someone at Christmas, it, it's great because you can, you write your gratitudes in there and your verses and your scriptural journaling and then how you're learning it and what you can change to put it into practice. And there's prayer places for prayer. It's just been a lovely, it's a beautiful journal to look at, but it's just, I love how it's organized. It's been really helpful for me going through the scriptures and stuff. How cool. Well, this sounds great, and we're just thank you, thankful that you came today to be on Afraid Not, and we love you very much, and we are hoping that all the, the days to come get you even further down the road. I hope that, that the Lord will take the pain away from your lips, too. I know that he's been so good to, to get you this far, but... Yes, he has been. Maybe he's trying to tell me to... Um, uh, put a, a monitor on my lips a little bit, you know, choose my words wisely. <laughs> it won't just be a motor mouth. Maybe that's why he's allowing this to continue on a little bit longer. So, <laughs> you know, he's always teaching us something, isn't he? Yes. And he doesn't we wait. Get one lesson down. It feels like there's another one coming. <laughs> I'm so thankful that he continues wanting me to learn lessons that he thinks I have the ability to learn. That's, that's always good. No matter how old we get, we can still learn new truths from God's word. So true. And he never wastes the pain that we go through because he uses it to turn ashes into beautiful things. Yes. So faithful. Yes, he is. Well, Deshay, we love you and thank you again so much. Okay. Well, I enjoyed being with y'all. Thank you again.
See you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Well, thanks everybody for being with us today on Afraid Not. And I was so encouraged by what Deshay shared, and I hope you were too. It was so good to remember that God never wastes our pain. And some of the lessons that Deshay shared that God had taught her are so <laughs> applicable to our daily lives. She said, to remember, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Remember the deeds of the Lord and give Him praise for those things. Remember that the body of Christ is the way that He's going to minister to us. It's a beautiful ministry to see how the hands and feet of Christ in our, our church take care of each other. That scripture memory is a the weapon that we have against our enemy. And to follow God's instructions like we follow our surgeon's instructions, that's so good. The importance of rest and the importance of giving ourselves time to heal. Those are just really great life lessons. I'm just thankful to have learned those and taken notes on those today. Yes, me too. Also, um, for those of you, if anybody's had thoughts of suicidal ideations or thoughts of wanting to end things, please talk to somebody. Find a friend, find a church, and talk to a pastor. Um, if you're a student, talk to a teacher. Find somebody to talk to. If you don't have somebody right at the top of your list of who to go to, there is a suicide hotline number, which is 1-800-273-8255. But reach out to somebody and get help because there's God has big plans for you. And there is power in getting help, whether that's with counseling, whether that's with medication sometimes, whatever it is that you need to do to get yourself in a mentally healthy place. And you're not alone. You're not alone. And I'm I'm so grateful to Shay was brave enough to share that that was a thought that surprised her, that Satan came after her with that, that temptation of just in the pain. And, you know, any of you that are listening today and you're thinking, that's really, that's me, that's where I am. We just want to be a voice in your life saying, hold on to Jesus and please reach out for help. And we are so glad that you are listening to Afraid Not. And everybody, we'll see you in two weeks. Bye.